0: This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to Royd Lehman, TK-11132 of Dutch Garrison, Lance Moore, TK-31088 of Georgia Garrison, Janice Decker, ID-5259 of Mid-South Garrison, and Scott Boynton, TD-78947 of Star Garrison. They have joined all our other fallen brothers and sisters in the Hall of Eternal Legionnaires.
1: On the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st
2: Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Film's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteering. Hosts, take it away, troopers. Copy that.
1: Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 88 for June 2015, and I am one of your hosts, Scott SL 9854.
0: This is Nikki DZ 8397.
3: And I'm Ed TI 5335. So, the 501st Legion is currently at
1: 7,737 members, with 13,577 approved costumes in the Legion. Wow. And those numbers are sure to jump right after this little movie in December airs. (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, we're going to talk about stormtroopers taking long walks and tall climbs, granting a junior cadet his pilot wings... Appearing on stage once again with Weird Al, Weird Al, and we find out that Jawa blood may be red. Stay tuned. Recent news.
0: June 15th was the big day for Scott Locksley as he crossed the finish line and finally finished his 400-day, 15,000-kilometer journey around Australia to fundraise for Monash Children's Hospital. And at first, it didn't seem like he would make his $100,000 goal, but a large donation from Disney Australia pushed him over the edge just in time. More than half of those donations, so about $50,000, have come in just in the last four months, so he's definitely gotten a lot of press towards the end of his journey. But Scott's donation page will remain open until the end of July 2015. So if you'd like to donate to Storming Australia and support the new Monash Children's Hospital, you can check out the links in our show notes. And I also thought we could play this thank you message that Scott posted on his Facebook so you could hear from him in person.
2: I just want to do a bit of a video and just to say thank you to everybody who has um, helped me along the way. You know, I'd like to thank everybody who has donated uh, either online or by roadside donations, you know, come up to me saying, you know, how are you going, here's a dollar, or getting online and donating. I'd like to thank the media. Uh, without you guys supporting something like this, you just can't do it. The media is what drives an event like this. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody who has contributed in some way, shape, or form, whether it be via TV, you know, newsprint, or uh, radio, and all those online, you know, social media ways, they're fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. You know, that's what got us across the line in the end I oh, thank you, thank you. What can I say about the 501st First Legion? I've had support from all over the world in relation to this walk. Um, Australia, the members in Australia, from every you know squad or garrison around the country have been unbelievable. You've always opened up your house to me, you give me a shower, a bed and a feed. There's too many of you to name you know so I'd just like to thank all of you guys for helping me out. Incredible, incredible. This is why we do this. You know, I had uh, some unbelievable support from overseas as well, you know, from the garrisons all around the world. You know, we're some 7,000 members in 40 countries worldwide. And I think uh, most of them reach out to me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you.
3: And where one walk ends, another begins. Actually, Kevin Doyle, TK172 from Central Garrison, started his walk nine days before Scott's even ended. He began his 501-mile walk from San Francisco to San Diego on June 6th, and like Scott Loxley, he's doing it all for charity and in memory of his wife's courageous battle against cancer. Scott and Nikki were able to spend some time with Kevin at Celebration Anaheim while he was still planning his walk, so take a listen to that interview.
1: So this is uh, Scott Allen, SL nine eight five four, and we're here at the Star Wars Celebration, and I'm with uh, Nikki as well. Hi everybody. And we're talking with Kevin Doyle. Uh, Kevin, what's your uh, what's your TK ID and what garrison are you with?
4: Uh, TK one seven two uh, Central Garrison.
1: Awesome, great to have you here. So we had exchanged some emails prior to celebration. So I know that uh, your wife, Eileen, had uh, been in the process of getting her TK approved to become a full-fledged Legion member, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And unfortunately, her illness took her from us before she could finish, but that she has been given a number as an eternal Legionnaire within the Legion, and that's terrific. And we're honored by that. Um, And now you are creating a foundation in her memory to, well, help keep her spirit alive because she was an artist, a children's artist, correct? Yes yeah
4: yeah she uh she did uh sketch cards and
1: created various characters uh for the
4: kids that that would come to the comic book shows to see her
1: right that's terrific and so now you're going to sort of create a foundation to keep some of her artwork alive and you're also doing uh, a walk to raise money as well tell us a little bit about that well
4: yes uh, i'm creating a foundation in her honor uh, eileen's little angels Uh, And as a member of uh, the the 501st, we do our fundraising activities, Uh, so I wanted to come up with something that I could uh, give to children battling cancer, and uh, uh, I wanted to incorporate Eileen's artwork into those things that that I'm going to be giving to the children. So to fund uh, those those projects, uh, I'm doing a a 501 mile walk uh, along the west coast from San Francisco down to San Diego, and then back up to San Francisco.
1: Wow, yeah. okay, A 501 miles, I like the thinking.
4: Yes, well, <laughs> it, 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 what happened there was, I, I was just thinking, well, I, I, out of curiosity, I wonder how far it is from San Francisco to San Diego. And I, I went to, I think it's dis- city, distance, distancecom and it comes up 501 miles. So for me, right at that moment, I I knew that that's what I had to do. So
5: So it's definitely faded, right? It
4: it, it really is. So so I contacted Steve Sansweet, a friend of mine, and I said, well, how about if I, is it okay, actually, if if I leave from your ranch uh, on my way down to San Diego for Comic-Con and then make my way back up? All along the way uh, with the idea of raising some funds uh, for the things that I want to make for Eileen's foundation which is uh, Eileen's Little Angels. Um, so it's actually a little more than Steve, Steve says. It should be 501 plus, <laughs> which it actually is. It's actually closer to 1,300 miles, yeah. as it turns out. But, uh, but with the 501, it, it, it's, a, it's just a great connection to the Legion, what I'm doing, uh, walking in my armor, and uh, I, I, I well, just...
1: I, it's 501 miles one way basically, one right? Way, so right? 501 miles for you and 501 miles for Eileen. Really so amazing. two, two uh, Legion members and you're, you're raising money in her honor. So that's fantastic oh, to me. And, and we were looking at some of your uh, uh, things that you're planning to produce for Eileen and her artwork is so beautiful thank for children's you. artwork and I see some of the stuff that you're doing. There's a coloring book. You have some plushy pillows with her artwork. She had a king and a queen bee that are really cool. Now, while they're not Star Wars related, she had some great Star Wars art as well that I yeah. saw in there. And, and I like tell me a little bit about the sort of kit that you're putting together uh, that you talked about with the bag, yes. because I think that's really interesting to hear. So tell me why you're putting it together the way you are. Well,
4: uh, I've created a uh, 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 chemo bag. It's a it's, a, it's a, like a scrapbooking bag. And it has a, um, Eileen's Lange's logo on it. And there's going to be a little tag where the, where the children can put their name on it. It's, 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 their, it's, their, it's their chemo bag. And it's going to consist of, initially, I have a, a blanket, uh, a coloring book, and bandanas. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, plush pillows. Uh, all, all of these things are uh, featuring Eileen's artwork. Um, and then uh, the nurses, the staff, will have a schmock with uh, uh, Eileen's artwork on it as well. So it, 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 it's just a way for me to uh, give something back from Eileen to the children uh, battling cancer. Well,
1: and I was touched that you were saying that when Eileen was in the hospital that she always needed a blanket. Yes. She always had her sketchbook or, like, a coloring book with her. She needed her little, you know, snuggle pillow, yeah. you know, so that's why the plushies. So this whole kit is inspired by your experience with your wife in the hospital and what happened and occurred. And I think that that's very touching that you're passing that on Thank in this you. way through your foundation. You. So I'm really excited about this walk that you're about to partake on. Tell us, do you know the dates right now when you plan to start off?
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be leaving uh, Rancho Obi-Wan on June 6th. Okay. And uh, um, uh, it's gonna finish up the first leg at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And then after the weekend at Comic-Con, then I'll just head back up to uh, Rancho Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And then you said you're going to also potentially have some fun little collectibles, so that anyone who meets you along the way can purchase a special walking pin or challenge coin right. for Eileen's Little Angels.
4: Yes. Um, I, uh, I have, I've created a challenge coin in the spirit of the 501st and uh, 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 the fandom there for for coins and pins. Uh, well, actually, with a, also a lapel pin. It's a stormtrooper that I designed uh, for the five with the 501 mile walk. Uh, that uh, uh, folks will be able to purchase from me while I'm on my walk. And that's the only way uh, that they'll be available. So uh, come out and see me on my walk, and if they want a coin and a pen, and and help out with the funds.
1: (laughs) That's really terrific. I want to thank you for taking time to, to talk with us here at Star Wars Celebration. The show has been fantastic, by the way, for anyone who's listening, and we'll talk more about that. But we're always happy to take a minute to talk to someone like yourself, a Legion member who's doing something really amazing. Uh, in the name of charity and for a really great cause. So what a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you much.
5: much. Yes. Yeah, Before we let you go, is there some place where the people are going to be able to you know, track your journey? Do you have, did you set up a social media page or something?
4: Oh, yes, that's a good point. I, I did set up a, a CrowdRise uh, fundraising page. Uh, it's 501-mile walk uh, that's active right now. Uh, it, it'll, it'll run through, through my walk, which will be June, July, and August. Uh, and uh, in the, I'm in the process of um, creating a, a web page for my walk, which also uh, I'll, I'll be uh, uh, using GPS. So folks want to know exactly where I am on the walk, they can go to the website and uh, uh, know exactly where I'm at on this particular time Terrific. and day. <laughs> so, yes. But thank you very much for having me and let me talk about uh, Eileen and, and her story and, 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 uh, and my walk.
5: And we'll definitely have all the links um, to your pages uh, in the show notes. And we definitely have to get pictures to because I wish you guys could all see this adorable stuff because I just love her artwork. So we'll definitely try to get pictures uh, so our uh, listeners can all look at that.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank okay. you for being here again. Thank you.
3: We'll have links in our show notes to where you can find out more and make a donation.
1: You know, I just actually got an update on Kevin, and he's in my hood as of tonight when we're recording this episode. So unfortunately, I'm not able to go and join him, but some of our SoCal guys are out uh, saying hello and seeing how he's doing. So it's interesting to – it's good to see that he's, you know, out there and doing the walk.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he's, he's on schedule for um, making it to San Diego Comic-Con. And, oh, yeah. and one thing I don't think that we mentioned because it hadn't happened yet is that uh, Kevin found out afterwards when he got up to Rancho Obi-Wan, which is where he started his walk, uh, that Steve Sansweet was nice enough to actually gift him with a pass so he can actually attend the convention that he's walking 501 miles to get to. Right, <laughs> oh, nice. right. So, so that'll be nice. He'll have a nice rest, and then he'll have to make the truck back.
1: That's Steve Sansweet. <laughs> Such a good guy. All right. Awesome. Hi, this is Mark Hamill. You're listening to the 501st Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy. Enjoy. Mission Reports. Well, the biggest event that's taken place since our last show is, of course, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim back in April. Wow, that was such a great time, Uh, and so many different Legion members there. It was awesome. Actually, not just Legion members, Star Wars fans from everywhere. Uh, But Nikki and I had a chance to catch a moment, so uh, take a moment to listen to our chat kind of near the 501st Legion booth on the uh, last day of celebration.
0: All
5: right, so this is Nikki, DZ8397.
1: And it's Scott, SL9854.
5: So we're actually sitting here over by the 501st booth on Sunday of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Hopefully you can still hear us over all the, uh, the music and cheers and, and noise and hubbub. But we wanted to get a quick little semi-live uh, chit-chat going while we were actually both in the same room. Uh, so, so what kind of things have you gotten to catch any of the show or have you just been at the booth?
1: Well, I don't know. The show's been kind of boring because, you know, it's just Star Wars and there was just a new trailer on Thursday. (laughs) It's like the most exciting Star Wars celebration I've ever been to, people. I hope that most of you that are listening have been here to experience it as well. But it opened up Thursday with J.J. and Kathleen like we all knew would. We got to see uh, BB-88. We got to see the new troopers on the stage. And most importantly for me, we saw that awesome trailer. I mean, and just like everybody else I've talked to, I was so emotional seeing Han and Chewie again after so many years I cannot wait for the new movie Um, this whole thing has been completely crazy you saw that as well
5: yeah I was gonna ask so did you cry at the end
1: yeah I'm not afraid to admit it I teared up a little bit although I did think that Han said well Chewie we're old
5: (laughs) I could see how you know that would work as well but yeah and I love that they played it twice yes so like we could watch it back to back there and at at the screening. they're like. I've watched,
1: I've watched it about 30 times on my iPhone, too, just walking along. Oh, yeah, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. I can't wait. Oh, it's been so fantastic. This has been, and they sold out the four-day passes. Uh, I heard they sold out yesterday.
5: Well, even when I was walking up on Thursday, I think they already said that they had sold out of the four-day adult. So after that, they could only sell day tickets.
1: And today is sold out, Sunday, the final day, which is crazy. So this is, without a doubt, the biggest Star Wars celebration as of yet.
5: So the other, uh, so I didn't get to actually catch the uh, J J Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy talk live. Uh, I was in one of the screening rooms, which I thought was an an excellent idea because even though they put the talk in the biggest place they could find here, there was obviously still hundreds of more people that wanted to watch it. Um, so I didn't get quite the same vibe. I think I wish I was in the main room now after watching it because. They were like so super enthusiastic in the main room and in the screening room. It was it didn't quite have the same feel because it was like you were watching TV. It didn't quite click that it was live, but it was still awesome. The the one I did get to see live though was the um, Star Wars Rebels season two trailer. Oh, fun. So that uh, I went to yesterday, so Saturday, and they brought the whole cast of Rebels up on the stage. James Arnold Taylor was the MC for it, um, and they had. Uh, which i'm sure has already come out i've already seen on facebook people are, are spoiling what was in the trailer now um but they had a couple new characters in the trailer coming up for season two and then they brought those voice actors out onto stage after the reveal of the the trailer so that was very exciting
1: Sad to say, I've made very few panels myself because I've been really busy just you know, helping out the 501st. We've had the 501st booth, the 501st experience. Of course, we had our fantastic bash on Friday night, our Legion photo, our all-customers photo. We've had a really great and busy weekend, but most importantly, The amount of fans that are here this time and the energy level of everybody, you know, with all of the new Star Wars movies being announced and, of course, the first one in December coming out, there's such a level of excitement here that is, I think, so much over and above the previous celebrations that I've attended. So it's really exciting to be here and see it.
5: So what are some of the things um, that people have missed out on by not uh, coming to celebration and seeing the 501st booth? What are some of the things we have on display here?
1: Well, we had a surprise prop that some of our local members put together, an ATRT. So that's an awesome-looking prop. But we have a terrific costume display, as we've done before. We have some really great costuming pods that have the Imperial cog on them to make the display really pop. Uh, We've got the, you know, Death Star wall completely redone so that people are taking photos in front of the wall. And we're doing that for a charity donation request. And, uh, you know, I I think we're going to make a couple of thousand dollars easy from the show. Uh, armor and weapons display, and of course, just troopers everywhere, like normal, with you know walking through the halls with doing skits, and you know I saw about 40 uh, Thai pilots and Thai reserve walking through yesterday, and stormtroopers uh, on Friday, so it's it's the usual awesomeness that the 501st brings.
5: And uh, this is all for uh, Make a Wish, right, for the Death Star wall?
1: Yes, Make a Wish. We had. We're doing uh, the Death Star Wall for Make-A-Wish, and then we had two surprise uh, Make-A-Wish experiences for two little boys. Uh, One was Sean, and the other was Gabe. Uh, Now, I wasn't involved with Sean's because of my schedule, but uh, when Gabe came to the booth, his wish was, you know, to kind of meet Darth Vader. And uh, his parents actually walked him through the hall all the way with his eyes closed because they wanted him to be surprised.
5: I would have not made it. I, w- I know there was like so many things that you could even like listen to as you walk through. I would have popped open my eyes immediately.
1: Right, just all the Star Wars music and sounds. Any any young kid would be like,
5: "What's that? What's that?"
1: Um, but they got him here, and they wouldn't let him open his eyes until he was standing right in front of Darth Vader. And the look on his face was just absolutely priceless he was so excited and we had him there with vader and the troopers and talking to us all for about 15 minutes and you know photos galore so it was such a successful uh, event for that boy and we're so proud to be part of it
5: so i was on the uh, meet the legion panel that was the actually the first panel on the first day so it was uh, i hadn't even quite figured out how to get into the convention center yet and i needed to be here early so but it all worked out Uh, We had a pretty decent crowd considering the fact that we were opposite uh, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy's opening ceremonies. (laughs) But uh, so we had a uh, good audience. Uh, They asked some great questions. We gave, you know, a brief rundown of uh, both the 501st and the Rebel Legion during the panel. And uh, we had a lot of people come up afterwards and grab the uh, 501st Legion brochure to try to get more information for, for later. So I think it turned out pretty good considering it was my first panel. Right.
1: And I know we had a couple of, you know, we had our costuming uh, panel. We had our Ladies of the Legion's panel, which I heard was very successful. Uh, We did a Bad Guys Doing Good panel and talked about more of the charity aspects of the Legion as well. We had some really great questions there, and uh, that turned out to be really uh, a good time as well. So, I mean... The Legion had its usual presence at Star Wars Celebration. I think that I've heard nothing but very positive remarks from people about everything that we've done, which is all I care about, is that people see the Legion, they see the 501st, they know that we're doing good things, and that's the tradition we want to continue.
5: Absolutely. So I think that's probably going to wrap up our little live segment here, but obviously we'll we'll plunk this into our, to our main episode, which hopefully should be coming out once we uh, all get back home and settled again.
1: So from Star Wars Celebration, once again, Scott Allen, SL9854.
5: And this is Nikki, DZ8397.
1: And also, a hearty welcome to Corey D. Williams, who, thanks to sponsors from Garrison Titan, was inducted into the 501st Legion as an honorary member at Celebration Anaheim, among a couple of others. Congrats.
0: Hopefully our listeners all recognize that tune, but did you know that it was being played by the bells in the Canadian Parliament Building in honor of May the 4th? Very cool to see and hear that International Star Wars Day is gaining popularity each year. For our Nordic Garrison, it was a doubly special day as they reached a noteworthy milestone on May 4th, their 200th active member. So congrats to Tina Gerlach, TS-66548, on joining the 501st Legion as a snowtrooper. Carolina Garrison members celebrated the day at the Carolina Mudcats May the 4th Be With You Star Wars Night, where they had the honor of meeting Alex, a young cancer survivor. Make-A-Wish Foundation gave Alex his dream come true, going to Star Wars weekends at Disney World and becoming a Jedi Knight. Although we wish he'd join the dark side, we are very happy and proud of Alex. Plus, $500 was donated to Make-A-Wish on the night of the troop at the Carolina Mudcats game.
3: And members of Neon City Garrison helped Friend of the Legion, Weird Al Yankovic, kick off his mandatory tour on May 12th at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. And almost every night since then, chances are high that you'll find Al performing with the 501st to back him up. Be sure to head to weirdal.com slash tour to see when he'll be in your area, and email podcast at 501st.com if you want to find out if the 501st will be on stage for a particular show. We'll have links to some recent concert videos in our show notes.
0: So, has he made it out to your guys' area yet? He's coming to mine in a couple weeks. I'm so excited! <laughs>
3: uh, New Orleans actually got skipped this tour. Um, I think the closest he came was uh, Biloxi, over in Mississippi. It's only about a hour or so away.
0: Oh, we have uh, three uh, in Excelsior Land, so I'm going to hope hopefully make it to the first one because it's on a Saturday. The other two are in the middle of the week, so I'm not quite sure yet. But but I actually am going to take my kids this time so that we can watch the concert because my kids now are big Weird Al fans. So we're very excited about that.
3: Nice.
1: Sadly, I can't remember. I think he's coming to L.A., but it's later. It's still like end of July or August or something like that, I'll have to go check the schedule. (laughs) My God, man. (laughs) I just don't know. (laughs) That's just weird. Oh, wait, never mind.
0: Uh,
1: Well, sadly, another series of Star Wars Weekends at Disney World's Hollywood Studios has come and gone since our last episode. It ran for five weekends this year, starting May 15th and ending June 14th. Always an awesome time for so many Legion members who have the honor of marching in the parades each Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you've never been either as a 501st member or a Star Wars fan, you have to be sure to plan your next Disney World vacation during May or June next year uh, so it won't be missed. I know... For me, I'm hoping that the next US celebration will be back in Orlando and maybe closer to the Star Wars weekend dates so that, you know, I can attend both at one time. I've never made it to Star Wars weekends myself, so that would be a lot of fun.
0: Yep, that would that would definitely be better than than August temperature-wise, I think. <laughs> if we could go in like May. <laughs> that was like the one time ever that my like sweat was sweating. It was like so hot in August.
1: Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know, well, thank goodness for air conditioning inside the convention center. Yes.
0: <laughs> over 70 members of Great Lakes Garrison and Great Lakes Base attended Michigan's largest comic convention, Motor City Comic Con. Attendance at this event topped over 50,000 people and was by far the largest attendance Motor City Comic Con ever had. Mumford the Tauntaun was present, and she helped raise over $500 for Make-A-Wish by letting people get their picture taken on her. Even guest Billy Boyd, a.k.a. Pippin the Hobbit, took a turn riding the Tauntaun. Honorary and actual 501st member Jeremy Bullock, BH5211, was on hand and even joined in on Great Lake Garrison's Thunder Snow Assault Squad's group picture. Garrison member and Season 8 face-off Contestant Rob Miller, DZ5068, was also at the 501st booth, and he signed autographs and posed for pictures. He also raised more than $1,500 for All Kids Matter Pageant, a charity that gives special needs children an opportunity to participate in a non-competitive pageant production. It's definitely awesome work by everyone. We'll have a link to some photos in our show notes, and thanks to Kevin, DZ52105, for that report.
3: Back on May 16th and 17th, our Russian outpost participated in Comic-Con St. Petersburg, where 501st Honorary Member Daniel Logan was a guest. Since the outpost helped event organizers to bring Daniel to Russia, they couldn't pass up the opportunity to induct him as an honorary member of the outpost and present him with a gift, a Boba Fett helmet painted in the Russian art style called Gziel. I think I maybe butchered that a little bit, but... (laughs) Uh, they also gave him an outpost pin and collectible coin and their support team t-shirt we'll try to get some photos of the helmet linked in our show notes
1: that's pretty awesome on may 23rd ohio garrison with some assistance from great lakes garrison the rebel legion and the mando mercs had the honor of attending a little boy's birthday party in columbus ohio he's fighting cancer for the second time So while the birthday boy was in playing laser tag with his friends, the Legion members gathered, and the smiles he had when he saw uh, who was there to greet him were simply priceless. One member who attended as Boba Fett uh, with his son as a Jawa wrote the following. It was an honor to do this one since this troop hit me close to home. My wife was just diagnosed with a brain tumor two weeks ago, and my son, AJ, that was the Jawa there, is also seven years old. I told him about the boy and what he is battling and how much he loves Star Wars. AJ said, no choice, Dad. We have to go. That brought a tear to my eye. Kids are great. Well, thanks to Steve, TK51500, for that report.
0: I thought that was so awesome how the kid obviously has, you know, his his own battle to fight with, uh, with cancer, and yet he definitely knew that his you know, presence at the birthday party would be something that would help someone else, so I, I fought for seven. That was like amazing that he was, he was so determined that that was definitely something that they should do. Well, June 13th was the annual World Blood Drive Day, and many of our units around the world headed out to lend their support to the cause. The World Blood Drive was organized by Star Wars fans to help blood centers promote voluntary unpaid blood donations and to inspire children to become blood donors when they're old enough. It was inspired by World Blood Donor Day, an annual international event that serves to raise awareness of the needs for safe blood and blood products and to thank voluntary unpaid blood donors for their life-saving gifts of blood. Established by the World Health Organization in 2004, World Blood Donor Day is observed on June 14th, the birthday of Carl Landsteiner, the Austrian biologist and physician who developed the modern system of classification of blood groups, which is still used today to ensure the safety of blood transfusions. Our New England garrison, along with members of Rebel Legion and Mando Merckx, joined author and good friend of the garrison, Ryder Wyndham, for the World Blood Drive. The Rhode Island Blood Center invited them to the Warwick Public Library in Warwick, Rhode Island, as they were the host for this blood drive. At the event, it appears that the Rebels outnumbered the Empire. Nonetheless, our troopers worked hard to help out, even taking to the streets to wave people into the library. And since it was a library, they helped out with the books as well. The Empire took over the welcome desk, the Jedi-manned reference, and the TKs were on shelving duty. As for the blood drive, 25 pints were collected. It was reported that for a four-hour blood drive, that was a very good number. Rhode Island Blood Center's account manager wrote, I cannot thank you enough for your tremendous hard work on making Saturday a successful blood drive. We had a remarkable 35 people present to donate, which resulted in 25 successful donations. Those 25 donations will help save the lives of 75 people in our community. Please extend my deepest gratitude to the 501st Legion and all the volunteers who made this event possible. Thanks to Timothy, TK44221, for that report. Then Spanish Garrison joined the World Blood Drive event in different locations. In one city, they teamed up with the Blood Bank Mobile Unit for a blood drive in the city center. They helped hand out information flyers and encouraged people to donate at the mobile unit. Thanks to Lewis TK18113 for that report. Terra Australis Garrison Troopers started arriving around 9 a.m. to their blood drive location to start filling out paperwork. The Tuscan and Jawa struggled a bit in the pre-donation interviews, but somehow their grunts and hand gestures were seemingly understood by the staff, and they were allowed to donate. The Royal Guard made it through his interview with the efficiency expected of such a personage. The officer's blood was deemed far too precious to donate, and she instead stood guard to protect the staff against the Tuscan and Jawa and ensure the Royal Guard was not attacked while incapacitated. And in case people were curious, a Jawa's blood is apparently indeed red. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) One very happy Star Wars fan came in with a Star Wars shirt on and had some pictures taken with a 501st before making his donation. But the staff were worried that his expectations may have been set overly high for his visits in the future. Sadly, there was not a large amount of foot traffic in the area as the main shops next to the Blood Center were not open yet. As such, there were only about 10 people that were donating that morning, but it was worth it all the same. It's a low time of year for for blood banks and the staff was appreciative of our members' donations in both blood and time. Thanks to Glenn TK85421 for that report.
1: I'm curious to know what kind of snacks that Jawas and Tuskins eat after donating blood.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. <laughs> I was always partial to the Tang myself. I like <laughs>
1: Oh, I only go for Twinkies, I, that's it.
0: I only drink Tang when I Donate blood. It's like an associative thing now.
3: That's funny. Man, I only ever get apple juice and a cookie. <laughs> Dang it. And the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, Long Island, New York, once again hosted Eternal Con, featuring Empire City Garrison, on June 13th and 14th. There were over a dozen volunteers from Empire City Garrison, including John TI-42070, which was actually his first troop. The CAM is Long Island's Air and Space Museum and features an actual unused moon lander, an A-10 tank killer, and other incredible artifacts from our aviation history. They also have a dome, IMAX, motion rides, and some really impressive exhibits. The museum has been really impressed by the 501st presence this past five years, and we're thrilled to have us back to support the third annual Eternal Con, which has become Long Island's premier pop culture expo featuring over 200 vendors, artists, and various celebrities signing autographs and an estimated 10,000 attendees over two days. This appearance not only helped the museum, but ECG was also able to raise $175 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation at their table through donations made by attendees for pictures and just to show their appreciation for what we do. They'll be returning to the cradle again this year on November 28, 2015. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report.
1: Well, here's kind of a special one. Matthew Tillier is an alert and positive 13-year-old California boy who in December 2013 went from a typically active kid to being unable to walk after unexpected complications from a lung infection and left him paralyzed below the neck. Although he is improving, doctors are still searching for a precise diagnosis and a possible cure which would allow him to walk again. Now Matthew loves all things Star Wars. While in the hospital for a treatment to improve his mobility, he was seized with an idea of how to turn his incline wheelchair into a TIE fighter. Matthew even sketched out the design on his tablet computer, and when he was released from the hospital, his father turned the sketches into reality. In March, Matthew, in his TIE pilot chair, headed to Legoland for Star Wars weekends and entered the costume contest. His creativity caught the eye of Leslie Farquhar, the commanding officer of our Imperial Sands garrison. And Leslie said, I'd never seen anything like it. I had to talk to him. I was immediately impressed by Matthew's positive attitude. He was not going to let his condition get him down. Well, Matthew and his TIE pilot, Chair, won first place in the costume contest at Star Wars Weekend. And inspired by his success and having caught uh, the love of costuming, Matthew and his father headed to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, where his TIE fighter, Chair, caught the eye of even more members of the 501st Legion, who also immediately fell in love with this charming, cheerful little kid. More than anything, I wish I was a real TIE pilot, as Matthew told the 501st members he met with a real fighter costume. Well, this was an inspiration for an idea that would inspire the entire Legion. After celebration, the entire 501st banded together to pull together a junior-sized TIE fighter costume for Matthew. 501st members from garrisons around the world contributed armor, labor, and soft parts for the project. Special thanks, of course, go to RS Props, Wampaware, Elvis Trooper, Works, the Jolly Roger Squadron, and the many individual members of the 501st Legion who donated time, talent, special items, finances, etc., which were given to the family for medical expenses. Albin Johnson, the founder of the 501st Legion, said, This project represents what is the best our Legion has to offer. What you're seeing here is the heart of a Legion, and this is what the 501st is all about. Matthew's father kept the project hidden from him. It was presented to him in a surprise on Saturday, June 20th. Five of first members from the Imperial Sands Garrison and the Golden Gate Garrison were there in costume to present the finished Tie Fighter armor to Matthew and his father, along with a few other special gifts. However, it would not have happened without the great spirit of Legion members across the world coming together to support this young man. So we'll have a link to his uh, Facebook page in our show notes, uh, and thanks to Jamie Ti Six Seven Zero Seven Six for that report. Also. Thanks to the Huffington Post for covering the story of Prayers for Matthew Tillier and his journey to become an Imperial TIE pilot. And we'll have a link to that story as well, uh, as well as coverage on io9. We'll have all of that and links in our show notes.
0: It was definitely uh, an amazing story, and it, it caught the eye of um, Lucasfilm as well. I know I got an okay. email from them saying yep. that you know it's, it's you know gone through their offices and they even uh, posted a thank you to us on the Lucasfilm facebook page so yeah
1: so, yeah it was awesome. a huge it was a huge deal and there were a lot of great photos and the kid was so happy it was really it was really great to see him smiling so much
0: yeah, I love the pictures that he posted on his Facebook page for um, the, right. next, the next day, uh, yeah. Father's Day. He wanted to put it all back on again, so he had a picture of him for Father's Day. He spent it in his little TIE Fighter outfit.
1: I have a feeling he'll be in that quite often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: on June 21st, Empire City Garrison attended Charlie Ross's one-man Star Wars show at the City Winery in New York City. For those of you not familiar with Charlie's show, he does the whole original Star Wars trilogy as a one-man show, acting out all the parts, humming the music, and all of it under 90 minutes. He's authorized by Lucasfilm to do the show, and he regularly invites 501st Legion members to attend. Six members of ECG attended, including new member Merrick, TK10804, which this was his first troop. Plus, they were joined by Leonard from Fanforce as Old Obi-Wan. The show's staff treated our members well and provided them with ample changing space, snacks, and the opportunity to see the show itself. ECG had a great time taking photos, handing out citations, and interacting with the guests at the show. Plus, they also roamed around outside a bit and literally stopped traffic on Varick Street in New York City. The film crew for a new Lucasfilm-authorized documentary called In a Galaxy was also on-site filming before, during, and after the show as part of a segment about Charlie Ross. The show itself was fantastic, and afterwards, Charlie greeted Legion members and presented them with his official one-man Star Wars patch. Hey, he didn't have those when he came to Excelsior Land. That's no fair.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in exchange, ECG presented him with some of their ECG patches. So we'll have a link to photos by Vicky in our show notes, and thanks to Chris TB six seven four four for that report.
3: And congratulations are in order for UK Garrison's Ashley, TK3440, for completing his self-imposed challenge of climbing in full stormtrooper armor, the highest mountain in the British Isles, Ben Nevis, at 1,344 meters. Wait, One. what? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's, that's crazy. The climb took seven long hours, and Ashley says it was utterly exhausting. The weather was good all the way up, but high cloud cover meant he couldn't see much of anything on the top. Also, there was a lot of snow. Well, maybe he should have been wearing uh, Snow Trooper armor there. (laughs) And you can check out the links to the photos in our show notes. This is actually Ashley's third climb this season, as he has already climbed the Reckon at 407 meters in May, and Snowden at 1,085 meters earlier this month. Ashley set himself this challenge to raise money for Cancer Research UK after finding out his mother had breast cancer. She has had a successful operation and is currently undergoing radiotherapy. If you would like to support Ashley, you can do so by visiting his Just Giving page, which we'll also link to in our show notes.
1: I think I went up a couple of flights of stairs one time in a costume.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I meant to check out the pictures to see, did he actually wear his, like, stormtrooper uh, regular boots, or did he put on the other footwear? Well,
1: well, I know a a couple of the guys that have done stuff like this have at least modified the legs a little bit, because, you know, if you're trying to climb in regular stormtrooper armor... You know, bless you, child. (laughs) Uh, But, but, uh, wow, that's amazing. I want to see some photos. Well, uh, it's that time again. Many 501st Legion units are getting out into their communities and making appearances at local libraries to help kick off the annual summer reading programs. Uh, As an example, Empire City Garrison's Chris, TK6744, and Ron, SL5928, stopped by the Wontaw Library on June 27th, and were joined by old Ben Kenobi from the local Fan Force chapter. They took photos with over 100 kids who had pre-registered for the event. The library, uh, librarian also had activities going on, like coloring and watching Return of the Jedi and a raffle. It was a very well-organized event, with uh, various groups coming in at various intervals, so lines weren't overwhelming. Legion members had a great time taking photos, giving out cards, and interacting with some of the very enthusiastic kids. They also roamed the library a bit to visit the other staff and other library guests. And, of course, we'll have a link to some photos by Vicky in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report.
0: Then later that evening, ECG members headed out to take part in the West Point Band's Heroes and Villains concert. This is the second year that West Point has invited the 501st to join them for a concert, and Umpire City Garrison is very honored to take part in any event at the military base. They were given a big room for changing uh, and bin storage, plus snacks and refreshments, and the next they were briefed on the performance and did a rehearsal of it. The Empire City Garrison appeared during the band's performance of the Imperial March. The performance included Imperial troopers appearing midway through the song as if the Empire was taking over the venue. At the time that the conductor jumps off the stage with a lightsaber to defend the band, then Imperial troops battle him, and then Darth Vader appears. The Conductor then has a lightsaber duel with our favorite Sith Lord. And as the Conductor is about to be defeated by Lord Vader, he's handed the mighty, all-powerful West Point Band Mace. And at that point, Darth Vader, along with his Imperial Troopers, exit as the Imperial March ends. So we'll have a link to a video from that uh, in our show notes. And at the close of the concert, Empire City Troopers uh, also appeared when the band played the Star Wars theme. And then they did photo ops with the concert attendees for about an hour. And then the, um, the concert ended. The crowd loved the performance, as did the cadets and the military personnel that were in attendance. And they hope to be asked back next year as they find this a very fun event to take part in. Thanks to Anthony IG 10666 for that report.
1: Obviously, Vader was feeling a little under the weather uh, and let that whole West Point Band mace thing take the best of him.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's the only explanation. <laughs> What fun
3: on june 28 members of florida garrison paid a visit to some of the children at all children's hospital in tampa bay take a listen
1: the force was strong at all children's hospital today about a dozen star wars characters invaded the hospital rooms of sick children The forces of good and evil working together to put a
5: smile on the kids' faces. Kids' parents loved it too. They're just like superheroes for real because they they brighten the day. They make him think about things other than sickness and the same, same thing over and over again and what his pain is and make him smile. So they're true superheroes. Oh, they are superheroes. The folks all decked out do this for free. They're all members of the nonprofit groups, the 501st Legion and the Rebel Legion. They have chapters all over the world
0: and right here in the Bay Area.
1: This is Steve Sansweet, TK6590, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Well, as we all know, it's that time of year again. The ginormous San Diego Comic-Con is on its way. Uh, Not this coming weekend, which will be, of course, Independence Day July 4th, but the following weekend. Uh, get ready for the extravaganza known as San Diego Comic-Con. So, of course, the Legion will be there in full force. Uh, we always have a great showing of uh, of our members that are out at the con. Uh, and some of the, you know, sort of usual things are going to occur. Uh, we'll be doing our droid hunt, as we always do during the Comic-Con. Uh, there is, a, of course, a Legion party uh, or Legion dinner, as always. And this year, the Legion dinner is on uh, the 10th which is the Friday night, 7 p.m., uh, and it is at the the uh, San Diego Central Library on the ground floor. But you have to make sure to get tickets in advance, so you'll need to contact Leslie Farquhar of the Imperial Sands Garrison, and we'll have her contact information in our show notes for those of you that are members uh, to be able to attend that dinner because it was an amazing time last year. It was outdoors. It was beautiful weather and a great time uh, to get together with a bunch of members and socialize and, you know, just enjoy San Diego and the Comic-Con. And, of course, the uh, the 501st Legion photo will be on Saturday at 10 a.m. in the usual space at San Diego Comic-Con on the back stairs. So if you want to be in the photo, uh, everyone will start gathering around 9 a.m. The photo will be taken uh, 10 a.m. sharp. So, you know, make sure to be there or be a rebel. Wait, how's that go? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've still never made it out to one of those. And with the way that the tickets sell out in, like, four seconds after they go on sale. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I actually am not going to make it this year uh, for that exact reason because I didn't have the patience to wait in the queue for I don't know how many hours before the queue actually opens at, you know, 9 a.m. in the morning on the one or two days that you actually have a chance to get a ticket unless you know somebody and have a lot of money you can pay, pay or, you know, backstreet alley deals. I don't know how else you get into the San Diego Comic Con.
3: Well, you know, there's always kidneys. <laughs> That's
2: true.
1: That's true. So, yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to miss it myself unless I figure if I can, you know, if I can swing a last minute pass somehow, because a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't make it. I have a pass for the day. And uh, it's not so far that I can't take a train down for a day and come back if I really wanted to. So that could happen. But unfortunately, this year, it looks like it's it's not in my plans.
0: (laughs) That's okay, because folks can still 501st members can still head out to the dinner, even if they're not going oh
1: absolutely yep yep and uh you know again kevin should have made it down there at that time so uh you know hopefully everyone gets a chance to say hello to him and see how that 501 mile walk has gone
0: definitely so and then it's also time for my yearly plug to encourage folks to make plans to head to toronto canada for fan expo this year, it's unfortunately moved almost directly opposite DragonCon, so it's taking place September 3rd through 6th, and DragonCon's the 4th through 7th. But, but still, it's an amazing convention that really treats the 501st Legion well, giving us a nice big changing area, prime booth space. Uh, so far, Billy D. Williams is the only Star Wars name on the guest list, but you keep checking FanExpoCanada.com for new announcements. But 501st Honorary Member and My Little Pony writer Katie Cook is coming, so you know that really should just cinch your plans right there. I, I don't think you need to worry about anybody else on the guest list, personally.
1: I'm going to start singing the My Little Pony song.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, now, don't forget that that same weekend, uh, September 4th through the 7th, is Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. And that's one of, if not the very first convention to host the 501st. And it's kind of a annual tradition for everybody now, um, especially the, fam- the world-famous Dragon Con Parade. And you can find out more information on that at dragoncon.org.
0: Yeah, it's definitely two huge conventions kind of fighting for the same same people on the same coast, so to speak.
1: Right, right. Well, last year I remember uh, Fan Expo went crazy with an awesome set. Uh, You know, I I still remember seeing all the photos of what they did at the Fan Expo and how much money they raised for charity and things. So I'd love to make that one of these days.
0: Yep, yeah, they still have uh, that set piece. They've been taking it around to different conventions. It's uh, yep. like modular, so they can right. put it into different configurations depending on the space. And they added a speeder bike this year, so now they're going to have a speeder bike for people to sit on. So
1: Oh, very nice. It's going to be cool. Yeah.
0: Um, and I was going to... Do my normal blurb, giving a shout-out to our friends over at Roku Depot. And I actually, in my email, I have an email from Roku Depot. So I'm going to skim it and see what they have come up with uh, for events for July. It looks like we have lots of units going out for 4th of July events this upcoming weekend. I know myself, I'm going to be traveling a, a couple hours away to attend uh, a summer music festival that the local Philharmonic Orchestra is going to be playing John Williams music and they're going to have um, in the morning this thing called a pet parade and they wanted yeah. they wanted us to participate and I'm like I didn't quite understand the tie-in of you know the Star Wars characters in a pet parade but I'm like okay okay I started thinking about it and we're going to be bringing uh, I'm going to have my Jawa and I'm going to bring our R2 unit. And I'm like, I wonder if I could put a collar and a leash around R2 and, uh-huh. and I could be like a Jawa and R2 could be my pet. I'm like, this might work. And our Tuscan, uh, they have this little stuffed Banta. They're going to bring that as like a little pet and march in the parade for that. And wow. uh, I was going to try to find a little toy Adat for our Adat driver so he could like <laughs> kind of carry that around like a little dog. Like, you know, I think we might be able to make this work and it'll be fun. So we'll see how it goes.
1: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So, what do you guys have going for the 4th of July?
1: Well, last year, we, uh, the Southern California Garrison, we did a parade last year and had about 80 troopers in one parade, which was the biggest turnout, I think, of 501st people outside of like a Star Wars weekends or something like that for a single parade. And this year, we're doing it again, only we're going to Rosemead, California. So there's going to be a giant parade, Darth Vader, and about you know 80 other Star Wars characters. And that's going to include the Rebel Legion and some of the Mando Mercs and, and whatnot as well. But it's going to be a great day.
0: Yeah,
3: usually I'm going to be – usually I head up to Minnesota for the 4th of July weekend um, up to Central Garrison. They do Convergence uh, in Bloomington up in Minnesota, and the 501st runs a a party room at this convention. We call it the Moss Icy Cantina, and they serve (laughs) snow cones.
0: Nice. Yeah, I remember you talking about that last year too, I think. Um, I know our Alpine Garrison, they're trying to – get together a huge parade entry for the Freedom Festival that's going to be in uh, Provo, Utah, and they're trying to uh, make it sort of a rose parade-ish. I think they're going to be having some members holding you know, flags from different areas, so that should be pretty right. cool. Let's see. What else is on the list here that we got going? Uh, lots of library events I see we have coming up. Lots of uh, Star Wars theme nights with different sports teams. That's always been a big hit. Which yeah. We had a one recently for Excelsior, and uh, uh, the jerseys this year featured Darth Vader. I've been trying to get the jerseys from each year. We have had Darth Vader, a Stormtrooper, um, Chewbacca one, which actually I asked the team if I could order an extra Chewbacca one, and I presented that to Peter Mayhew back at like Celebration 6, I think it was. So he, right. has, he has the number one jersey for, for that one, so that was pretty fun. Oh my goodness, UK Garrison. On July 11th, has 12 events. My goodness. Uh, wow. Of course, it also helps that they have like 400 members, so it's kind of easier to split up to do 12 events. <laughs> wow. Way to go, guys.
1: Yeah, right? That's a lot of events.
0: Um, so, some of the other things that are coming up this month, uh, at Build-A-Bear stores, they're having new Star Wars bears, and right. I don't know about anyone else, but I already pre-ordered mine.
1: I went to the events when they came out with the originals. In fact, I built a Darth Vader bear.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, on May the 4th, you, if you went on their website, you could pre-order the new bear, which is a Chewbacca bear.
1: Oh, fun.
0: So I went ahead and I did that. And then on July 24th, I think it is, you can go and pick them up. So, So that'll be fun.
1: As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com forward slash podcast where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501 Legion or go to facebook.com forward slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter at 501 501st Legion, or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm, copyright 2015, Lucasfilm Limited, in trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the First Cast.